Hi, I'm JD. I'm playing Yeg. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Pharaoh. Hi, I'm Zach, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this session, and this is ChimeraCast, typically a Dungeon World actual play podcast. But for tonight, we're going to be doing something a little bit different, a little bit spooky. Tonight, we're playing Trophy Dark by Jesse Ross. So tonight we have a little bit of a smaller crew. It's just myself, JD, and Nathan. And we're playing a little bit of a smaller game. Tonight we're just going to try and roll through a one-shot of Trophy Dark. Uh, for those of you who haven't played it before, we'll go over some of the rules, but they're pretty simple. Basically, our two adventurers are going to be entering a dark forest, seeking treasure, as they are the treasure hunters. And they will be rolling two rolls tonight. They will be rolling one, a risk roll, whenever they do anything that puts themselves at risk. In Trophy Dark, it's meant to be a little bit of a, an oppressive system, so that's it. You can, add, you can add some dice, which we'll get into when we finally roll for the mechanics, but these adventurers are not going to come out clean. And then the other aspect of the, the system that we're going to roll, if you've been familiar with uh, Trophy Gold, there's the, the Ruin roll, which is uh, going to up their ruin and mark how far along the road towards their own personal ruin they have gotten. Where in, the, in games like Trophy Gold, where it can kind of be abstracted, uh, in this particular game, Trophy Dark, it really is about the forest sinking its claws into you. And that's why we're happy to bring this to you during October, one of the more ritualistic months that we like to dig our claws into. Let's start off with a, a little bit of character introduction. Again, for those at home, this game is fantastic for a one-shot. It's fantastic for a more short-term system. Not a bunch of things that you have to fill out. There are only, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, four things that you have to identify, including your name. That is correct. So let's start off with you, JD. Do you want to... Tell us about your character, a little bit about a little bit about their background, as in so far as we get it here. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm just gonna run this down straight. I'm not gonna do any real like descriptive flourishes because uh, I don't know, and we'll I think figure out what our characters are once we actually start playing. So on the character sheet, though, uh, my name is Yeg. My occupation: I'm a sellsword, uh, which means I'm good at athletics, defense, and weapons. My background: I'm an escaped cultist, which means I'm good at deception. Uh, I have taken a ritual, which is the spellcasting system in Trophy Dark. Um, I took Summon, which lets me draw a known spirit or person to me. My drive is I want to buy my brother's freedom from Barcel Prison. And then uh, that means I'm because I took a ritual, I'm starting with a ruin uh, level of two. And that's it. Nathan, do you want to introduce your character as well? Absolutely. So I'm going to be playing Vero. Uh, the occupation that I chose is sorcerer, meaning I'm skilled in alchemy, rituals, and symbols. My background is one of a disinherited noble, meaning I'm skilled in appraisal, so I know what things are worth. I took two rituals, bind and inhabit, which increases my ruin to three. You get an additional ruin for each uh, ritual that you take. 
and my drive is to win the heart of the heir apparent of Nagane. Are you running a um, an excursion for this, or did you do your own shit, Zach? Just for you guys at home, I am using an incursion for the system, though the system really does encourage people to make their own. There's an easy how-to if you guys uh, download download this game and read through it. Uh, for this for this game, I am using the incursion Tomb of 10,000 Dreams, and I'm going to be making a couple of modifications to the incursion, but you know that's mostly for flavor and things that I find interesting. And again, these incursions, you'll notice, are not strictly speaking like point to point, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. There is a lot of pastiche involved in this game, and it's fantastic for that stuff. It's supposed to be a springboard, so never feel like you're you're beholden to exactly what's going on. I think Jason would agree with the spirit of that. We well, how do we describe it? That I think was really apt was like trophy. The whole trophy system, but particularly trophy dark, is a story game telling the story of an OSR game, which is yeah cool. <laughs> I do I do love that aspect of it, right? It cuts out it cuts out a lot of the the gritty and the nitty. It cuts out all the like the bullshit details of like read this paragraph out loud and then the characters must do exactly this instead it's like here's what's going on. Let's see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's good. It's real good. I'm really excited. And this of this of course is is Trophy Dark, the original trophy game originally just called Trophy, which is in Codex dark right yeah i believe so yeah um if i don't know if this will come out before trophy gold i believe it should come out after assuming i i edit at any kind of speed edit faster but boy do, <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> but either way you should check out our, our playthrough of trophy gold as well with jason cordova one of the 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 people heavily involved in this game he's the publisher uh, or technically yeah. he oh he, the, the the publisher of the game or at least, or you should also check out there the 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 trophy the official trophy feed which is also really great. We're gonna plug all this shit for Jason because he's really great. <laughs> so yeah, we, yeah, but this game we is love fucking great too. I don't give a shit. That too, yeah. I, I plug things I like. <laughs> well said. Fantastic. So I really like one of the things in the system is that it says at the start of the game, tell your players the following: In the end, the forest claims everyone who enters. Most never return. Those that do come back with their minds and bodies broken fight to survive but know that you will be marked you will be claimed you will be the forest's trophy and i think this does a really good job of setting up the tone that we're going to be sinking towards here which is none of us are going to come back so the, this particular incursion is going to start rather abruptly. So I'm going to give you a small piece of background, and then we're going to kick right into it. Sound good? Sounds good. Do it. A god king once ruled these lands. His kingdom of air and clouds watching was said to have been mirrored in the very land itself. Ayer tu Hulan, the great king of gods and men. The morning begins rather abruptly as if you are awoken from a dream. The wet morning dew slags off the heavy foliage of the forest. It is early, and with heavy fog, there is a heavy-headedness in each of you. Maybe drinks from the night before. Maybe you're not morning people. The only thing known for certain is that this sleepy forest is packed full of treasure. You arrive with not a thought, but 
money. Before you guys, you see the forest, your way in, and it looks inviting, nice. To give you an analogy, maybe a bourgeois analogy, right? It's when you're driving super early in the morning and you drive by some golf course and you see that heavy fog hanging low over top of it with green peeking out. The forest seems full of that same slightly damp, slightly cool morning breeze. But your way in is not obstructed and you can move forward. I wanted to give you guys a half a second to get into your characters because I have sort of put you in a strange place where you are not setting out. You are just here, abruptly almost. It's like you can't remember exactly how you walked to the forest, but here you are. What do you do? We're breaking camp, is that my understanding? Camp is done. You are just standing there. We're just, oh. It's almost like you just came to. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Quite a boring walk, huh, Yeg? I hardly remember. Breaking camp. Ugh, keep it down. My head is still throbbing. Well, you better get used to it. Now, like, knock. Are you wearing a helmet? Yeah, definitely. I knock on your helmet, and then as you, like, swat at me, I kind of dance away into the forest. Ugh, which is tit. This fog is heavy. And indeed it is heavy. As it hangs low in the air, and you hope it goes away with the burning of the sun, but not quite yet, for the sun hasn't fully risen, and as you get deeper into the forest, the sun begins to hide away behind the leaves. Vero, I think you're leading the way. Yeah? Yeah, I'm kind of... Vero, Vero is, is, is lanky and lightly armored, wearing lots of reds and golds, dancing backward into the, into the forest. All the better to hide... The treasures which we seek, yes? And I, like, kind of scamper ahead. I would much prefer them to be easy to find. That's no fun! Vero, as you get deeper into the forest, you start to hear a, a low hum. Not totally sure where from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reminds you of an old song. What is that song? Oh, I wish I had a lute. There's no like gear in this game, right? Am I? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I, I, so you could have a lute. Oh, I'm more yeah. more specifically, I'm gonna have Vera wish he has a lute. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's a marching song. Hmm. The soldiers, when practicing their drills. You'd have one person in the back humming this sort of weird tune and the rest would would create the staccato percussion of it. Marching song. What is your association with soldiers? As part of the noble class, I at least had to observe their demonstrations, if not directly preside over them. Perhaps my parents were of the uh, the, 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 the soldiering class. That makes sense. The uh, higher, higher up military people. And you hear that humming, continue, but it feels uh, like you have to chase it a little bit. It gets soft if you don't concentrate hard. 
Then you said there's no directionality to it. I can't figure out where it's coming from. I think you might be able to. I would love to follow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying trying to, to find the next the next fifth up as I'm stomping along in the woods. You follow it. And it leads you to a small lake, still and clear and easy. It looks good for drinking. Are there rocks nearby? There are. Yeg! Vero! What? I found a lake! Yeg rolls his eyes hard. Great! Just what we were looking for. Oh, come on, don't be that way. Do you like skipping stones? Do I like... Vero is holding two stones out. I take mine and just throw it straight into the lake. <laughs> Plunk. A giant splash. <laughs> oh, well, you lose. As I as mine goes flitting across the, the surface of the lake. I don't know what your hurry is. This place is beautiful. Yeg, what are you what are you doing? You you, you don't seem to be as in, engaged with the lake. No. So as uh Vero is skipping stones across this lake, I imagine that they're taking their sweet time, you know, just enjoying this or whatever. Yeg turns his back and crosses his arms, scanning the the edge of the greenery, mm-hmm. right, that clears out for this lake. Yeah. Um looking around it, trying to see if I can find a path maybe or any signs of anything going on uh, because mm, so far we're just kind of wandering through this haze. Absolutely. As as you look around, uh, you do find a path on the other side of the lake. And I think what draws your attention most is you, you hear a voice. Oh, please help me. I'm trapped. Yeg kind of scratches the stubble on his chin. And though he leaves his uh, his shield um, strapped to his back, he draws his short sword out. There's a voice coming from over there, Vero. Vero's pulled a cup out of their pack and is is filling it up with water from the lake, kind of pouring it through their fingers and seeing how clear it is. Begging him a big, a big scoop of it. I'm going to start walking over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Take a long draft of the of the, the lake water and begin follow after you a little unconcerned. Yeah, I start walking around the lake towards this path and this voice. Yeah. Help, please. I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. I've been trapped. As you make your way around uh, to the path on the other side of the lake... Yeg, you get there first to see this smaller being with their leg. It looks like it's mangled within some kind of a, a trap, almost like a, a bear trap. Please help me. What do you do? Do they have any weapons on them or anything? Not from what you can see, no. All right. Uh, hmm. All right. I sheath my sword again and walk over to the bear trap and kind of push one foot down on it 
and then pull with both hands to pry it apart enough. Get your leg out of there. Come on. He, he does. He, he's able to slither his little leg out of there. What about what about this this creature that you're encountering? It is very familiar to you. Very familiar. Huh. It's not the question that I was expecting. How about this? It has striking blue eyes, which remind me of my brother's. And those striking blue eyes look deeply into yours with deep appreciation. Thank you so much for freeing me. And it appears that your pockets may be a little bit too heavy. As you hear another voice from the trees. Yes, they look very heavy indeed. Fuck. As you see another <laughs> shadowy figure pop out from behind the trees, a bow drawn. Uh, perfect. Um, I I raise my arms up. Uh, unfortunately for you, I actually am traveling quite lightly, and I am attempting to keep both of them focused on me. So I'm I'm a little twitchy. I'm like acting like maybe I'm gonna draw my sword and try and fight them. But yeah. but actually, what I'm trying to do is give Vero the chance to do something to intervene without them noticing. Vera, what are you doing? Let's let's change the camera for half a second. This is a tense moment, and at least I'm, you should I'm, know your station. I'm hoping that my new traveling companion yeah. is capable enough to do something. I might be proven wrong. I I mean I am, but <laughs> just down the just down the path a little bit. Like yeah, I think you're just down the path. What it, what what are you doing? As you hear, oh. Ah, you know, oh, oh, as I, as I duck behind a tree and watch the trapped person's companion come around and threaten Yeg. Now there's no reason for violence. I'm not a violent guy. Well, that's just not nice. I'm typically not a violent guy either. But I would like to be a richer guy. Vero, this voice that's bustling forth, I think he this figure comes into frame for you. He's no longer some shadowy figure under the tree. He's made his way out onto the path to greet Re- Yeg with a bow. What about him? Is familiar to you in his features, in his demeanor, in the way that he presents himself? He has the bow southpaw, first of all. Mm, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. Typical bad guy. Typical bad guy, and also typical fighting style of the place from which I come. Mm. All of the all of the soldiers are trained to shoot a bow with their left hand. There's some ritualistic explanation for this, which has long since been lost to the annals of time. Perhaps a oh, I like this. An old an old king had had their right hand cut off at the wrist. Oh, it was a royal decree, and so everybody had to fight left-handed. That's that's great. From behind them, I'm realizing what's going on here. Well, that's not very nice. And I'm, I I wish to to bind the one with the bow that's threatening Yeg magically. I wish to magically bind them with. Now my first thought was serpents. So I want to I want to summon some snakes to to wrap around this guy and let him know that he's he's well out of line here. Sounds like we're rolling a risk roll. It does. Okay, so. Risk rolls. The risk roll, if it's something that you're good at, 
it's one light die. Yep. If you take a, a devil's bargain, it's two light die dice. And then if you are doing a ritual or willing to risk your body and mind, you roll a dark die as well. Okay. So let's talk. Is this something that you are skilled at? I'm using a ritual. I am I am uh, good at rituals. So cool. by, by the nature of me being a sorcerer. Yep. That sounds good. And then let's talk about devil's bargains. Well, what's what's at risk, right? Don't we start with that? Am I crazy? Um, doesn't say something in here, if I remember correctly. But yes, what is at risk? Is it? Is it? Let's let's follow that practice. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to take it. Take the that was just no, that was how it works with, with gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, gold. this says this specifically um, says when you attempt a risky task, say what you hope will happen, binding them yep. obviously, and ask the GM yep. and the other players what could possibly go wrong. What possibly go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I wish That's I right. wish to bind them and get away from them yeah okay yeah you're gonna extend it to getting away yeah what could what could go wrong here the bandit the robber with the bow sees vero's movement out of the corner of his eye first and as he turns or or rather sees him right we're talking about what what could go wrong yeah sees the movement first and turns and quickly gets an arrow off stopping the stopping the ritual from going forward completely and I'm going to say that the ritual is unwieldy and the snakes circle around the, the would-be bow hunter, but also Yeg, mm. that they try and bind them together. That's fun. So let's talk about Devil's Bargains. Mm-hmm. So a Devil's Bargain, for, for those listening at home, it, it says you can take another light die for accepting a Devil's Bargain from another player or GM. Devil's Bargains are described in the following section, blah, blah, blah. But Devil's Bargains, there's something that, is going to happen no matter if no matter you what, accept right? them. Yeah. No matter what, no matter the state of the game, it's going to happen. Generally, it's it's negative, but it can also be narratively just complicated or interesting. I do get say at the end of the day, but we're such a small group. I'm not worried about you guys having interesting things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's generally how the devil's bargains are, are going to go. We're going to give whoever's rolling some opportunities to add, add another die, but again, it's going to complicate their life in some way or another. It doesn't have to explicitly be bad per se, but it is something that's going to 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 move and progress in the world. I think of like sort of in a miniature way, like fronts. They're interesting. It can it can really like move move that, the narrative forward in some way. I think that's a good way of saying it is that they they are forward-facing fronts for trophy talking with jason a little bit they're the way they're where the story really can come out particularly in in trophy dark so give me give me some good stuff what do you guys got no matter what an eye on the side of this oak will open and look and stare directly at you yeah see that's good (laughs) that's good (laughs) do you have a, a a devil's bargain for me jd no matter what Drawn by your attempt to use magic in this place, an octopoid will emerge from the lake and begin following you. I am like that. I would like the octopoid, please. Oh, great. I want to be followed by an animal. I want a spirit companion. We can go on adventures That's together. That's not what's happening. <laughs> really? Sure. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, you ha- you are now free to rethink <laughs> your octopus. <laughs> oh, this nice little octopus. I'm going to take. No. But no, we no, can no, be no. best friends? Uh, no. I'm still going to go with the octopoid. Sick. So I have, I have two light dice and a dark die.
So that that is a six dark, and so I take an additional ruin. Yeah, but you succeed completely. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So your ruin is going to go up, but you have a full success. So tell me how this goes. Yeah, I'm going to give you full narrative control, but I also want you to tell me how you are everything that you've known has been, you know, given down to you in structure and order. And this feels different. Describe to me how uh, this difference, this wildness takes its effect upon your mind. And then also describe what happens. So ducking back behind some trees and creating some distance, Vero dumps a little bit of water out of the cup that they were drinking out of. And it rolls down a gradient, gathering dust as it goes along and forms a coil. And with some very careful manipulations of their hands and some whispered incantations, the coil begins moving up the hill and toward the bandits, gaining mass as it goes along until it becomes a great mass of mud. Eventually, this, this mud like turns into a live snake and coils around the boot of the bandit, begins moving up their leg. Give me some, give me some character stuff. Ah, 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 what is this? No! As the, as the man begins trying to kick off the, the snake. Can I... Oh, I know that... I, so I know that you can't kill monstrous things, but I feel like this is a person, right? Oh, you can absolutely kill them. And I think that Nathan has already justified their death. Perfect. Cool. So yeah, I immediately like seeing that his, as his, especially as his arms get bound up so he can no longer shoot this arrow at me. I quickly draw my, my short sword back out, take one big step forward and just drive it through their chest. You do so. Ah, no. Ah. Yeah. You die now. Straight up at you. I'll die when I'm damn ready. Uh, if your short sword is stuck in his chest, uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna, as he like goes down to his knees, I just bring it. I I like kind of let go of the short sword and I just kick the handle, um, so it drives even deeper into him, <laughs> down to the ground. <laughs> He begins shaking and shivering. I pull a dagger out from my side and I turn towards the smaller one. How about you? Are you going to die here too or are you going to scamper away? I think Vero comes out, uh, comes walking up the path and moving their hands in like a in like a, a twisting motion. You just hear the, the crunching of the snakes. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, they seem to writhe and pulse and just snap every bone in this man's body until it's dust. Yeah. The small one looks at you with those baby blues, the ones of your brothers. They're pleading, asking you to spare them, though they don't say anything. Give up on robbing people. Get out of here. Get out of my sight. I sheath the dagger again. Vero, Vero gets up to the, the two of them and touches the snakes around writhing around the dead man's body and they poof into water and dirt appreciate it Vero and I grab down to the sword and start wrenching it out of this dead man of course it was 
No uh, <laughs> problem? Ah, no, I just scrape the blood off on the grass. Vero's looking down at their hands, which are between their ring and middle finger. It's a sprout. And they grab it and pull it out and begin walking and get a few paces away and it's back. My veins are turning green. Mm. You didn't have to kill him. Yake spits towards the corpse. Not going to lose any sleep over it. I don't hold any pity. Don't misunderstand me, but... I start rifling through this man's pockets and through his equipment, whatever he's got. Yeah, you will find amongst his things petty coin, a small dagger, and the bow, obviously now crushed because of the snakes, and a piece of parchment folded up inside of his breast pocket. I take this dagger and I shove it into the straps uh, on my leg among amongst a multitude of other blades of various sizes and shapes and then reach down for the parchment. Mm, what have we here? I unfold it. There's a map. It lays out a lot of the forest and especially from where you came. It has some notations that must have been from the man. You see at the front, suckers and easy money near the mouth where you came in. Trap here, strange thing, don't go there with an arrow over there. And near the back, circled, the good stuff. The stuff dreams are made of. Vero has their chin on your shoulder. <laughs> Which do you think you are? Mm. Devil's tongue, what do you mean? I point at suckers and easy money. Uh. <laughs> 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 I think Yeg exasperated the... <sighs> I think they found it a little harder than they... Where do you want to go? I shove the map into your hands. Well, I think we should go to the circled thing. The good stuff. That sounds fun. And I don't think we should go here, pointing to the place where it says don't go there. You're just going to take this at face value? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they mean, but let's find out what the good stuff is, and maybe we can judge the other thing after that. Or do you want to start with the thing that says we shouldn't go there? <sighs> Uh, if, from where we're traveling, which one's closer? The main line goes to the good stuff. The place that you shouldn't go is off to the side. Trap, trap, trap is along the way. Fine, have it your way. And I'm, I'm like looking at Vero, and I think there's a, there's a beat. <sighs> Fine, I'll lead. And Yeg stalks off in the into the woods. I'd never think to ask. There is a lot of moving, and as you check in with the map, it seems like you should have gotten there by now. Judging by this, and by this, and this marker, we should be about there. Now, that's the lake. We don't go over there. That's a trap. There are markings on the trees, like someone has tried to navigate their way through before. But these markings... When you look a little bit closer, look like the sleeping faces of children. That's horrifying. They're carved into the side of the tree? Mm -hmm. uh, give me that map. Snatch it back out of Vero's hand. Saints cock, we should have been there by now. What's going on? I, as I'm brushing like one of the faces on the tree, I'm ever impressed by your ability to curse, I must say. Did we pass this face already? What? 
Did we pass this face already? And as you ask that, you start to look around you and you realize it's very dark in here. And perhaps Yeg can't see because the sun's gone down. And you're walking by... What light are you walking by? By the life of the sisters, Yeg. It's gotten very dark. Why have we not lit in the torch? I've set my pack down and I'm digging, digging in. I thought I brought a torch. <sighs> and Yeg will pull a wrapped stick out of his, uh, out of his pack. Just un- unstraps it from the side of it, ready to go, and lights it. Here! Shoves it into your hand. I kiss you on the cheek. <laughs> Thank you. So this face. Do you not see the face? The brows, the lips? I guess. Mm. Seen, seen. It is very hard for you to see, Yeg. Yeah. Seen better carvings. Looks like someone got bored while making camp. There's more of these, right? Yeah. Uh, looks like they got bored a few times. Oh, all right. You found the work of an artist. What do you... We need to figure out where we're going. Vero, as you sort of reach your torch up to elucidate yourself about the many faces carved in these trees, catch a glimpse of the, the long branches of them. The shadows flickering off the light of your torch. Tell me about a children's story that your mother would read to you before you went to bed. One of naughty children going into forests. They'd run into the woods, and the trees' shadows would turn into knives, and they'd turn little children into pincushions. How real does it feel now, these trees and their, and their knives? The shadows of the branches have grown long and slender. They feel like they're trying to bite into you. Bite into us and chew us up. Feels very real right now. Yig, it's getting late. I think you had taken the, the map back by now. Do you notice a little spot on there? It's not decorated and it doesn't have much script on it. But there is something that says church. And there's a small building. And if where you think you are, you in fact are, it should be right ahead. Vero, there's shelter up ahead, I think. Not too far. We should push on. I'm staring closely at the knives. Vero! (laughs) Okay. Shelter. Where? What? Here, and I point. There's a church. At least it's a roof over our head. Walls that can be defended. Church? That's what it says. I'm, I'm seeing the same thing as you, but I didn't think people lived here. People don't live in a church. Uh, I realize, but you travel to a church. How long have we been walking? We've been lo- walking for too long. It seems like too far away to put a church. As we're walking down the path. Well, I didn't build it. I didn't think you did. So what are you yammering about, then? Just trying to have an intelligent conversation for once. Yeg spits again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeg, as you spit off to the side, it goes down. Past the ground and into a hole. Watch your step. What? Watch your step. There's holes. As you say what, you fall into the hole. Oh, the light goes out behind you, and you just hear a thump. (laughs) Sister's blood, what have you done? Come on. 
How deep's the hole? Nine feet. Good God. That's very specific. Where's your light? Where's the torch? Ah, it went out. Hold on. Throw me the flint. Uh, I, you probably just hear a thump beside you. Mm. You relight the torch. Mm-hmm. You can get out. Oh, okay, just yeah, a, yeah, just a hole, just a hole. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I hand the I hand the torch back up to you, and yeah, Yig takes the torch and then also holds his other arm down for you to grasp onto you to haul you out. What in the sister's name is this, Vero? As you look around, you you see a small plaque in front of the hole. I I shouldn't say a plaque. That's a little too modern. You see a stone with carvings in it. Okay. What's it say? It is a lineage of many many names that you aren't super familiar with. And this one seems to outline a later son that maybe it was prepared for. But it goes all the way back like a family tree connecting the names to each other. This is a grave. Yeah. Firo reads mouthing the words to this stone set set beside this hole and becomes very panicked and then strips all of their clothes off and begins, like, stamping on them. That was a grave! I fell into a grave! Well, I did warn you to watch your step. I did watch my step. I watched it all the way into a hole! Here. Then I hand the torch back to you. Thank you, but what am I going to do about my clothes? They're cursed! Yeg, tell me a ritual of cleansing. (laughs) That your people employ when someone has met the devil or has desecrated a grave. According to the cult that I escaped from, once you are cursed, you must undergo a ritual to tamp that curse from the rest of your body into a certain body part. If it's a minor curse, maybe you can get away with a finger. Bigger curses, obviously, larger limbs are needed. And then you have to chop that off using a ritual dagger to seal the wound, leaving the curse behind. I love this. Vero takes takes all of their clothes off, and you see they're they're missing like two or three toes. <laughs> I I hate this. I hate this every time. Here, focus. Yeah, and I pull out a specific dagger that I haven't used before. It's ornate and carved with a vestige of maybe the imagery of the imagery of, of the, the death of the old gods when they were overthrown by the new order. Tell me more about that. You were in the forest of the god king. Hmm. Was he overthrown? Was he part of a new order that also faded? Or no, he was he was uh, the 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 leader of this new order of gods that overthrew the the old titans. Of course, the problem with leading this kind of rebellion, oftentimes after it's done, they can't agree on what the new order exactly should look like, uh, which led to a fracturing of the gods into many different groups, worshipped by different peoples. 
no longer it's a new world organization, brother. I knew you were gonna. I was I was trying to really hold everything back. Just, I was like, I come on, I, man. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I I knew. Wow, wow. I knew it was gonna happen. I was just like, well, this is all our fault. I yeah, apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. I I, I <laughs> held on as long as yeah, I could. I, go on, JD. I, I was like, I'm gonna bite my lip until JD's done, and then I'm fucking go ham. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So so originally there was one uh, religion and one set of gods, and then that has since fractured. He pulls out this knife. This ritualistic dagger. I think it even yes, this dagger this dagger um is carved and there are runes on it, uh and it even has a it's not it's not meant for piercing, it has a hooked end to it. Uh it's meant to take. Yes. Oh, it's like a s it's like a cigar cutter at the end. Fuck yeah. You got it wrong once. Uh, it, toe? If you can manage. I, 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 I wiggle my I wiggle my toes. Could we put it in the tip of my finger? Just the tip? You could try. Ain't promising that the curse will be gone. Why don't you ever promise? As I put my hand against the tree. Yeah, as you do so, I just chop against it, taking the tip of his finger. And I think there's something magical about this blade where it cauterizes the wound after you cut. Oh, yeah. That's great. And it does it does cauterize. <laughs> <laughs> there. <sighs> Better your finger than... And then Yeg just gestures vaguely. I suppose. Huh. Begin scooping my clothes up off the ground. Yeg, as you take your knife out of the, the trunk of the tree, you do notice a thick sap weeping out of it. Not in the same way that you've been used to Maybe you've seen it before. The sap seems to pour down like thick painted water. Come on. These trees ain't right. And I think as we walk past one that these still have the, the faces carved on them, right? Yeah, totally. I'm going to score the face as I walk by it. I think we get a scene of you scoring the face as you walk by. And as you move forward, the last licks of the light. We get that like jump cut thing where the face was scored and then it's just not again, right? Like the fire flickers for a second and it and it and it's unscarred again. From out of the grave, from where you had fallen, Bureau, you see some tentacles come up over the side. <laughs> and it moves like a bag with arms dragging itself. You all move forward, perhaps not as happily as you had at the beginning, but paying a penance to a god is sometimes enlivening. The pain brings a certain sort of pleasure. And as you walk forward, you realize that what you had just seen was maybe a not-ready lot. For as you keep moving forward, you come into a clearing of the forest. You see the moan hung low with its fat belly and headstones on either side of you that lead toward a small stone church. Well, I guess we're here. Vero sucking at their finger. You said that there was a clearing like leading up to it. Is there any other kind of decoration or a fence or anything like that around this church? I think the thing that you'll be drawn to first is that the 
different headstones and are they called mausoleums when they're like stone buildings yep. right like that yeah. the the more prestigious aspects the small the 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 mausoleums they're lit with torches mm. and there are smaller headstones that have small candle lights in front of them seems it's not unattended well, that's what i was worried about who's here well, likely a priest Maybe a priestess. Yeg smiles. <laughs> Again with this. I don't know why you think anything good. The bandits, why would they be any different? Well, they have your snakes ready. Wiggling, wiggling my fingers. I have more than snakes. As you say, snakes ready, Yeg, and you kind of mockingly invoke their magics, you fall flat on your face, tripping over something that was there for sure, that was definitely there, but when you look at your ankles and your feet where you must have tripped up over something, you only see the receding sight of a root crawling itself back into the ground. Devil's tongue, what is that? And I draw my sword and try to chop at this root before it before it vanishes. I'm a, I, I assume I miss. You do, yeah. Looking down, you're inches away from Vero's foot. What? What did I do? Not you. Tripped over some kind of moving root. A moving root? I don't know. Come on, let's get inside. I sheath my sword again and kind of angrily push myself up back to my feet. Spit at where the root was. Must not get much rain here. And then I move up to the the door of the church, I think. Yeah, totally. And knock. You you knock on the door, and it gives way immediately. Seems we're being invited in, and I push the door open. Give me the torch. Fine. Is it, well, first, is it lit in here, I guess? It is not lit. But as you walk inside, it does seem safe. Small wooden pews, nothing out of the ordinary. It is simple. Are there... Candles to be lit in here, posted up on the walls or anything. I'm looking around for more places to get light going. Absolutely. Yeah, there are. There are candles along the far right and left side, right where it seems like people would take them and move them inside. Yeah, I'm going to go down one side then, lighting them as I go, as I head towards the the front. When you get to the front, you will see a wonderful tree that grows at the center of this church and up and out. It is like the back wall. It is met by a small stage that is only, you know, three feet high. It is only a, a wooden stage that is built out of the tree itself. But otherwise, it seems like a nice, small church, not unlike the things you may have seen in the past in some more peasant towns for you, Vero. <laughs> Definitely not the church you probably attended, but perhaps for you, Yeg, it is something that you are not unfamiliar with. Should I block the door, Yeg? That'd probably be wise. I thought, just didn't know if you'd uh, feel certain ways about it. Hold on first, though. And I hand you the torch again. Step outside the the church. Mm -hmm. Unbuckle my pants and start pissing. Just kind of on the side of the church. As you're pissing on the side of the church. Oh, that's nice. 
You hear the cricket. <laughs> that's a siren. That's a siren. That's good. <laughs> yeah, the cicada. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, that's cicada. That's cicadas, right? The yeah. <laughs> you hear the? Do you hear that? That sound? That sound? But it just seems to. As it seems to get slower and softer and drowsy, like when you were full from a feast, and the moon and its fuzziness seems to just give you no chance to see anything else around you. Its light is not blinding in so much as it feels like you're just squinting every every time you look around. The long and short of what I'm saying is that you feel very sleepy. Uh, I think as he buckles back up, gives a big yawn. <sighs> Steps back inside the church. All right. Now let's close it up. You mind uh, looking to see if there's any other rooms? I'm feeling pretty tired. And I think Yeg, before, like, without waiting for an answer, pulls off the the outermost layer of armor, but doesn't even get the leathers underneath off. Lays down in a pew, and is quickly snoring. Do the pews move? Can I drag one of those in front of the door? Absolutely. Vero drive drags a pew in front of one of the doors. Vero, can I ask you a question? You can. Why haven't you won the heart of? The heir apparent of Nagane yet. Alicio is their name. And they demand so much. He wants me to own land. He wants me to command an army. He wants me to be of equal station. Well, he wants his suitors to be of equal station. But to get there, again, I need money. Vero, it is late. Your compatriot is sleepy, but... You guys haven't eaten for a little while. What have you packed to eat for rations on this trip? We packed some dried meats and fruits, but we were lucky and caught a hare just before we came to the forest. And I cleaned it and filled it with mint, and it's been marinating of sorts for a while. Yeg loves hare, and so I was waiting to prepare it for him. But the old Lush has apparently just fallen asleep, having drank at some point in the night without me noticing. <laughs> so I guess I'm eating by myself. This won't last forever. As you start to unpack the mint-filled rabbit? Yes. What do you wish it was from your times in nobility? What is it on the true table that you miss eating? Well, still hair, but... But real hair, a big hair, filled with stuffing, crumbed breads, and sure, mint, of course, but bay and thyme, some rosemary, and drown the whole thing in white wine. Its stench is pungent. It fills a room, and it fills your nostrils. As you peel away what was your meager little rabbit, when you find something that you didn't catch... No, this is something from a land that 
cultivates rabbits. This is exactly what you've wanted. Oh, look, and next to it, inside of your pack, is that meager hair. Now, seen so small, unfulfilling, who could eat that when this is there? The horn of plenty of your people. Vera looks at it and kind of smiles. Looks over at Yeg, who's passed out on one of the pews. I pull the blanket out from my pack and go and put it over him, thinking that he caught and prepared a rabbit while I wasn't looking. Tuck him in a little bit. And let's cook this hair. You do so. It is, known to your specifications, delicious. Exactly what you could have ever wanted for food. You hear the snore of Yeg, your compatriot, your partner in all of this. What has made you feel like he's holding you back? Well, a few missing digits, for one. <laughs> but specifically, the the pressure of these sorts of weird dogma. He puts on the, the gruff airs so often. But particularly with, with morbidity, with death, he can be so specific. A blade always has to be a part of the deal. I mean, just look to the magics. He couldn't let the snakes do the job. So there's some weird entanglement with death and steel. And we encounter a lot of death. I think you have an evening to yourself. And now I want to move over for half a second to Yeg. Yeg, what is your drive? Uh, my drive is to buy my brother's freedom from Barsol Prison. Yeg, why haven't you accomplished that drive? I haven't been able to bring myself to return to Barsol. Why not? Every time that I've tried to return to Barsol since my... Well, since I left, I get very ill. And if I try to press on through that, I just get sicker and sicker. Throwing up, coughing, losing weight, sweating profusely, and high fever, chills, this knot in my stomach I can't unwrench. Probably something to do with the fact that I uh, never cut my arm off to get rid of that curse. Oh, you haven't told me that. Definitely not. <laughs> what is your dream of this failure? Uh, one that I've had multiple times, which is uh, my brother getting dragged off into the, into the prison, into the gates, yelling for my help, or yelling for me to help. Fantastic. You guys are able to sleep. It is a deep, deep slumber. You know that sleep when you uh, take a nap in the afternoon, and you wake up, and for a moment you're like, is it... What year is it? <laughs> yeah. It did I sleep also did I sleep through the night did you know when when you fall asleep at like three and you wake up and it's either dawn or dusk and you can't tell and you're like god I hope it's dusk I you know but if it's dawn then yes I slept for that long <laughs> you're able to wake up there and in the flicker of your light you are not aware of what time it must be outside there are of course no windows that shed light inside what do you do you have some space together under the campfire campfire the candle fire i made a fire at least yeah, to cook so i think so there is some there is some flames well how did you sleep 
Good. Famished, though. Still have that hair? I mean, I ate the one that you made for me. I die. I don't know where you got the wine to make that, but it must have uh, really put you to sleep. As I begin <sighs> rummaging through my pack. Yeg looks at Vero very strangely. Uh, sure. So you, so you don't have it. I pull out the, the smaller hair, the, 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 the sparsely prepared hair. Oh, you, you do. All right. I snatch it from you. Perfect. I love hair. I start cooking it. Where did you learn the recipe? Did I just talk about it a bunch? I'm sure I've talked about it. <laughs> do you never just, we can talk after breakfast. All right, fine. But, but thank you. I just wanted to say thank you. It was very nice. Again, like looking up from the, the cooking hair. You're welcome. Vero's very confused by now. <laughs> Vero, as you look off to the side, you see in the flicker of the light from where Yeg is cooking the hair, a person who looks straight at you. Their eyes glazed over with white and carved into the center of their head is an eye. They say nothing. We just hear the flat line of silence, and they look straight at you. And when you close your eyes to refocus on them, they're gone. They're through one of the windows? No, they were in the room next to you. What the hell? Ha <laughs> ha Uh, yeah, did, did you see that? See what? The person. Person? With, with the eye? Eye? Well, three, sort of. What are you jabbering about? I don't know. Is the is is breakfast done? Just about. Uh, I'm gonna go get us some water. There must be a well nearby. All right, do that. And pull the pew away from the door. Yeah. As you open the door to go outside, you're met with warmth. It's nice, like after spring, right? The first heat of summer it billows up under your armpits, fills you with a sense of comfort. And the sun is hanging lazy, just as lazy as that damn moon in the sky. Everything seems sepia, just golden. <sighs> there must be a well around here somewhere. That kind of way where you, you're like allergic to sunlight, mm-hmm. looking at the sun and yawning. As as you look around and kind of lazily go forward, you smack your face, <laughs> almost woken up from a dream, into a tree, oddly placed tree, with the same carved face that you saw on the first tree. It shouldn't be here. This is in the middle of a church area, a graveyard, but there that damn tree is. I paw at it for a moment, holding my nose. Must have just been uh, lost in the sunlight, that's all. Oh, no, no, no bother. The well. As you creak back open your eyes, you see that same person there, just about 20 feet away. They're dead, white-covered eyes, and the scar of an eye across their forehead looking at you. I'm gonna fall back on my ass. Who are you? They continue to stare. An apparition? Have we come upon a ghost's church? Did I not cut enough of myself off? They point their finger and gesture down into the ground. What's down there? And as you look at the ground next to one of the graves, you see it kind of 
move as if something is underneath the growing dirt and grass. And as you look to them, they point back down at that thing moving around under the earth. Yeg! Yeg! As you begin yelping, the tremor underneath the ground seems to take notice of you. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling backward on spider legs toward the door of the church. Yag! What? It moves slowly. As if maybe you were supposed to go back into the church for now. I scramble backward and slam the door. Yag! What's the matter, Vero? And looking, looking at you and looking at the door panicked there was a person said that before the same person maybe a different person they looked similar oh and the ground moved told you about them roots i don't think they want us to leave <laughs> suits me hair is ready i'm not hungry suit yourself uh, and Yeg is going to start tearing into this hair, juice dripping down his chin. That should be a well, right? You don't build a place like this without a well. There wasn't a well. Mm. Just kind of get a grunt in response and nothing more. Oh, I'm I'm losing my shit, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and roots? Moving roots? Why? Why is that? Why are roots moving? I could move a root, but roots don't just move. And who? They were looking at me? They made a noise. They pointed. Yig, across over the fire, where you have roasted this rabbit, you too now see a person. Their eyes covered in a white glaze, scar of an eye across their forehead. They hold up a cleaver, like a butcher's cleaver, and they point it at you. And then, out of nowhere, they grab from the back of a neck... A small deer, a small doe, and they cut the doe's head off as it kicks and bucks out in their hand. This was a very small doe, almost newly born, and then throw it to the ground. And then they point the butcher's cleave at you, and then they point the butcher's cleave at Vero. Yeg had, like, stopped eating, frozen, and watches this, swallows the, the meat that had been held in his mouth. God's graves... And I stand up, throwing the hair to the side. Probably just lands in the fire and starts burning. And I run and start strapping my armor on that I had taken off the night before. Help me with this, Vero! Are you running away or towards it? Uh, oh, I just ran to the pew that I had stripped my armor off before. Oh, I, I see. I'm, I yeah, see. I'm telling you to help me with my armor. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, and I pick up, I pick up one of the leg straps... And, and, like, begin wrapping it around one of your calves. What did he get? And I look up. Do I see it? No. What? 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 Yeg, as you look down, you see that cleave amongst your armor, <laughs> covered in blood. Ah, king's balls! And I fall back right over the, the next pew, <laughs> crash down. I did... What? As Vero looks you straight in the face, their face seems to modulate between being human and looking like that of a doe. Their nose extends as they speak, their mouth 
and their their whole face just kind of fluctuates right accents each word that they say one word in human one word in this 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 doe form as they strip back into themselves what's wrong i think it's using blood magic on you <sighs> i struggle to get back up to my feet and i think leaving the rest of my armor behind on that pew i'm gonna draw my short sword back out and then pull my shield around or grabbing my shield up from the pile and uh, march toward the door. Put your arms away. You've drank too much. What's wrong? I kick the door open. Where is it? It gives way. We look outside and you also see the, the honey glaze of the fat sun hanging in midday. As you look around, you see behind this small church the most beautiful mausoleum. The church looks like country niceties, the best the town could muster. This mausoleum is immaculate, as if the church was maybe just built to tend to it. A whole village could survive on tending to this mausoleum. Yeg, your short sword falls out of your hands as you look at this. You are grasping it hard, and as you look down at your hands, you notice that one of your arms is a hoof. The arm you were supposed to cut off is a hoof. Looking down, I half gasp, half grunt in exasperation again. And then throw my shield to the ground and pick up the short sword in my left hand. I don't know what you're doing, but I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, Just calm down, Yeg. I don't don't care where you got the wine from, but obviously it it was perhaps some laudanum. and, And we're just hallucinating. Yeg, as you look around, you're going to see multiple of the person that you have seen before. There are four to five of them flanking you guys, and now they are just pointing at uh, Vero. We spent nights in the opium dens and thought thought things that we shouldn't have thought, and it's fine. Put the sword down. <laughs> it's there's There's got to be a well around here. If you want to risk these ghosts for some water, fine. We need to get out of here. Ghosts? Water? You're hallucinating. They begin moving in on both of you. Don't tell me what my eyes see. You saw it before. Do I see them? Yes. As you turn over your shoulder, you see all of them pointing at you and moving forward. Sisters, why are they pointing at me? Grab my shield. Come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick his shield up and right, it sounds like we're running. Yeah, yep. and it yeah it, it sounds like we're we're putting dice on the table again, boys. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna need a risk roll from both us. I th- no, I'm I'm trying to decide who's the captain. Well, you, you should do it. You should do it. I because think it's, I, I I've rolled I, one. Yeah, uh, I think I think this is definitely a risk roll from Yeg. Yeah, for sure. Between athletics and weapons, I feel like I'm skilled in this area. If I have to, yeah, if I have I to cut so, at yeah, one of them to get past them, I totally will. Um, but other than that, Absolutely. I'm just running. So, athletics, and then we should. Uh, what could oh, go? Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah, what could go wrong? Uh, you. I mean, the the obvious one is you stumble and they catch up. To, well, that isn't. You can't fight, so that changes the dynamics, I guess. Yeah. Oh no, I I like this. So you. You trip up, and you actually trip me, and I am beset upon by these ghosts. 
I like that as well. I'm going to give the opposite that uh, Yeg, you give Vero enough time to get away, but you are beset upon by these ghosts that that they encircle you as the, the main problematic character. Devil's Bargains. What do you guys got for me? Your face and head become that of a deer's. The octopus reaches the son of Ayar to Hulan. One of the ghosts? The god king ghost. His son. Mm, yep, I'm going to do more octopoid shit. <laughs> I really like the antler one, but just because we already have an established like plotline with the octopoid, that's what I'm going with. Man. Yeah. Keep, Sweet. keep pushing that forward. Love it. So yeah, I'll take that devil's bargain, uh, and I definitely am risking my my body and limbs to and such, my yeah, spirit and my sick. body. Yeah, so I'm rolling three. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that's a two uh, dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a that's a five dark. So I'm going to my ruin goes up to three. Yep. All right. So. You succeed, but there's some kind of complication. You guys were attempting to get away from these things. Yes. We already know that the octopoid is going to inhabit the son of the god king. So I, I'm I'm interested in, in this. You guys are able to get away from uh, these folks, but Yeg, the left arm, the arm that was a hoof. No, it's my it's my right arm. It was my main arm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. That, yeah. Because I, right, I dropped right my arm. sword. Not, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the right arm, the one that was the hoof, it has all five digits. It feels human again, but it seems to just go pins and needles and limp next to you, falling completely asleep and almost unresponsive, except for, you know, that feeling when you fall asleep on, on your on a ligament at night. You just can feel it be, the pins can and it be needles that, as you Can it be the try. worst part of pins and needles, which is like when it's starting to awaken and it just hurts <laughs> every time you like move yep. it? It's like you... Ugh yep just pain that's all you're dealing with but they chase you back into the woods and once you're far enough away from the church they seem to stop giving you chase I think panting uh, Yeg puts his hand on a tree and leans against it breathing heavily Vero Vero I think we're alright you can stop I assume it's your left hand oh yeah yep it definitely is what what was that what were those things? People? Ghosts? Which is tit? Don't ask me. What else is on the map? The place you didn't want to go. I think it was the place you didn't want to go. And I kind of um, fumble for the map a little bit before just deciding to sheath my sword and grab it with my left hand. Here. No, see, we went to the place that was supposed to be good, where the, those trees were, and we got lost. Then we went to the church. Let's go to the place it tells us not to. Oh. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this, but... Well, we've tried the other two. That's that's pretty much it on the map, isn't it? You've gone to the church, and behind the church is uh, the giant, well-manicured mausoleum, which we haven't gone to, which potentially, reading the map, could be where the money is. Ah. The things dreams are made of are. But also, you could go where you shouldn't go. No, 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 no. The mausoleum. That's the place. 
As you extend your hand to point out towards the mausoleum bureau, gesturing, maybe that's the place we should go, you see a small burble underneath the, the ground, and it seems like a, like a mouse riding into your shoe, and it climbs up your leg and up through your side, all funny and all ferrety, when it comes out between your middle finger and your forefinger where that small twig had grown. You see the twig just get a little bit further out and meet your pointer finger as you're pointing towards the mausoleum. I smack my hand down to my side and point with my other hand. The mausoleum. You want to run back through those demons, whatever they were. No, 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 no. We go around. Come on now. We're here for treasure. Fine. Give me my shield back. Okay. Here, here. I... Strap it awkwardly to my numb arm. It sags at your side. Are you ready? Lead the way. Gladly. Y'all make your way around the church itself. Back towards the mausoleum, right? That's where you want to go. Yes. For much of the walk, it is quite easy. You stay outside the lines of where the trees are chopped down. Nothing bothers you. But as you crest the side and make it towards like you know right if if we're thinking you're on opposite sides like you're making your way around you're about halfway there as it were on the outside there's like a it's like a it's like a a fly is in your eye the damnedest thing it's so oh it's annoying underneath Vero underneath your lid it feels like something's just dancing around under there like somehow your eye, like a Venus flytrap, it caught some bug. And it couldn't die, and it was just dancing around underneath your, right on your cornea. It was irritating. It was scratching. You wish it could go. And when for half a second, as you brushed your forearm across it, finally, your eye seeing some reprieve, you looked out from beyond the ridge of these trees and into the center towards the church, and there's just a line of them. A line of these people, their eyes covered in white, and the scars of an eye across their forehead, waiting for you to enter. Do you see them? Do you see them, Yeg? I do. It's like they're waiting. Ah, what should we do? We can't just run into them, I guess. Perhaps we can draw them off. Uh, what do you mean? Vero turns their head to you, like, half-cocked. I can maybe create a distraction. Wait here. If they pull away, head into the mausoleum. I'll try to join you. Okay, but don't get killed. (laughs) It won't. Yeg heads off through the brush, uh, trying to circle back around to the other side. So, Yeg, you're trying to distract the flank of... Ye- of these yeah, I'm gonna try to draw beams. them away, but the way that I'm gonna try to do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, talk. When I get to a spot that um is a little hidden behind some brush, but has enough dirt for me to sit down in, I take that amputation dagger, that ritual dagger, mm. and I begin drawing some patterns in the dirt I then um, at the end of this I take that dagger and I cut 
the palm of my numb hand and squeeze my fist, dripping down so that my blood fills a few of these grooves in the middle of the dirt. And as it seeps into the ground, I place my palm on it and say, We took your life, so your spirit must serve us. Return, archer. You must draw them away for us. And I'm going to cast my ritual of summon, which allows me to, to summon a uh, or draw a known spirit or person to me. So I'm pulling the spirit of this uh, archer back, or going. I'm going to attempt to pull this the spirit back in order to um, volley down on these uh, creatures and draw them away from that mausoleum. Yep, uh, that's going to be a risk roll, my man. Yep. Oh yeah. To me, this so I am trying to use this for deception, right? Because I'm trying to trick yeah. them. Um, so that's my escaped cultist background. So I'm going to take that first light die. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, what could go wrong? Do you guys think? I think you could summon something that isn't the bandit. Something worse. I think the sun could rise. The S O N sun. Yeah. Could rise to meet you and your archer. Cool. Devil's bargains. So my devil's bargain for you is that no matter what the archer, after it has served its purpose, will become a servant of Ayer. No matter what, your arm that was an antler, or a, sorry, that was a hoof that is, is now numb, no matter what, that arm is possessed by the the god, the king of gods. Ayer to Hulan. Ayer to Hulan. Give me that arm, JD. Give it to me. Nope. Not doing it. I'm just ah, rolling two. Coward. Coward. Nope. And or dead guy. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> the, the question is like, is the devil's bargain more interesting or is failure more interesting? Is like the real choice for that? <laughs> they're, both, they're both great. What do you have for ruin? Uh, I'm at three ruin. Not that bad. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's a three light. Nice. That is a three light. Oh wait. I'm gonna take I'm gonna oh, take wait. this additional dark die and re-roll. <laughs> oh, oh nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. Yeah. Sick. Engaging with the mechanics. Two dark Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Take two dark die and re-roll. Or take one and then yeah. one additional. Right. Yep. Ha! Three dark. Uh, <laughs> uh that is Three different twos. It's just, <laughs> nice. just all twos. That's I'm gonna do good. it. Wait, uh, you're doing you're... it again. You can't. Oh, can, oh, can uh, you only no, do it once? Yeah, it's it. Oh, you can only do it if your die, dark die is. E- yeah, yeah, yeah. If your dark die is the right. highest die, then you can't. You're do right. It. Cool. But you don't. You don't get more. Uh, ruin. That's such a fun mechanic. So you fail this resurrection of the archer. And I think this is great. You are attempting to resurrect this being to attack the phalanx of these these creatures that that are blocking your compatriots' way. And as you create, you attempt to reanimate, you're giving everything you can to just bring this person back to life to protect you and your compatriot. There's a great flame. That's, that shoots itself up and out in a mushroom cloud and then recedes back and you feel just ash just come across the leaves and everything. 
almost like a nuclear explosion. You see coming from out the soot and the ash a hand that rises itself up out of the grave. This undead thing come back and haunting. You see it wears as a headdress now this skeletal figure of this octopoidal monster. It's it's tentacles sunk into its eyes and into its mouth and along its shoulders and it has one center eye in its head and it raises across the sky a flaming axe (laughs) it calls out to you Yeg asking for your blood Ah, Saints cock and I start scrambling backwards and then try to get back up to my feet uh, running away from my circle and, and running back uh, to the path that originally led us through here. Oh, you're trying to run away. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I am. Yeah, get a risk roll. <laughs> no, I'm going to fight the fucking no, no, the get skull a risk guy with get an a, octopus on his head get, get and a, a flaming axe. Down, yeah. <laughs> uh, what could go wrong here, my friends? The most obvious thing is you don't run fast enough. The the shadow of Piamat grabs your ankles. All right. Uh, I'm gonna consider this athletics. I think running running fast. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you can definitely get a light die for that. Devil's bargains. Vero is cut off by the wall of flames from escaping. He has no choice but to press forward. That's good. You turn into a creature of the forest. Your legs and arms turn into those of a deer to help you run faster. Let's be honest, becoming a deer is not the worst thing in the world, especially in this game. That's basically a happy No, I like game. I like both of those a lot. Um I got to do the I got to do the flame wall one be, just Damn, just because yeah. I really like turning into a deer, but I I like things affecting Vero more and then that that's a natural camera switch yeah. to, you know what I mean? To Vero, yeah. yeah, which we've been away from for yeah. a little bit. I like that a lot. Cool. Take it. Um, and then I'm definitely risking my body and spirit for this, right? So. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. All right. Two light and one dark. Here we go. Six dark. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. So my ruin goes up to four. We are at equal ruin. But I do succeed. Describe that getting away. Well, I think that this monstrous figure rising forth out of the ground. Thankfully, as I scramble away, though it is calling to me, my ritual circle holds for just a brief moment. And as the creature, the sun, right? Yeah. As it is um, detangling my magical protections uh, for this ritual, I manage to haul quickly enough out of their blood pumping through my thighs as I'm sprinting basically back to that forest road and it knows that I'm out of reach at least momentarily and so rather than chase after me it belches forth fire burning this part of the forest trapping Vero within you see in front of you Vero Yeg with a bloody cleave in his hand he stands outside of the entrance to the the entrance to the mausoleum. Ah, you again. What do you do? 
looking back over you should have sworn you should have you should have sworn yeah oh yeah just giving that to you <laughs> witch's tit you again I look over my shoulder toward the fire and then back toward Yeg? What are you doing here? We're not worthy to go down there. Looking back and again toward this line. What are you talking about? Yeg, this particular Yeg, turns his face and it's half stripped off down to the bone. So half of his face is just, you know, like Skeletor bone to to the people at home. We're not worthy to go down there. Am I worthy? No. Who's we? Just you and I? Who are these people? How are you? Why do you look like this? Yeg charges at you, I think, with all of your questioning. Oh, I, uh, so I, I duck under, I duck under Yeg's arms and then... Just sprint toward the mausoleum. Uh, let's get a risk roll going, baby. Fantastic. Woo! I do not get a die for this. This is not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's fair. Running. I, I am I am risking my, my body. You've got a dark. So yeah. I at least get a dark die. But uh, what's at risk? Rather, what happens if I fail? This mausoleum is an illusion. Or... Perhaps rather a trap, a, a decoy, that once you enter is simply sealed behind you. Woof. I mean, I think beautifully, simply, if you, you, you fail this, you will have to face the sun who has cut your path of retreat. So, devil's bargains. Okay. No matter what, your skin turns green and you will begin to wither if you're not in sunlight. That's great. I was 100% there with you, JD. That that was what my <laughs> devil's bargain was to you. Was definitely. Do you have a, do you have another offer, Zach, or else that sounds good to me. That I that might just be the one. I don't I don't I'll, think I want to. I'm going to I'll take it. I'm going to take it. Yeah. That's five light. Woo! So you get nice. it, but it's complicated. And also, again. And also, my skin is green. Your skin is green, and now you will wilt if you don't see the sun for long and enough. And I'm trying to get into a mausoleum. Yeah, this is <laughs> <Yep>. true. <laughs> you are able to get inside of the mausoleum. You hear behind you the crushing and tumbling of the doors and the walls and the cave caving in. Good God. And the light of that lazy-bellied sun fades from your view you are inside now and around you all you hear is the earth moving in notorious ways as if existence worked against you and whatever goal you thought you had Vero you can make your way through the mausoleum as you go further in it gets tighter and tighter how do you feel Still invigorated by the sun, Vero is running for a long ways. Their heart still pumping, though it's slowly beginning to feel different. The pumping slows, though just as vigorous. 
As the last slits of daylight fade behind me, I begin making my way deeper and deeper into the mausoleum. As the walls begin closing in, you say that they're, they're getting tighter. Yeah, it's narrowing, almost like, you know, you're you're trying to go down a hallway. You know, the, the trick hallway, it seems to shrink. It feels like that, like the walls just close in and close in tighter and tighter as you get deeper and deeper. At first, Vero assumes that there's a, a gradient. They're ducking down, thinking that it'll open back up or the, the, the whiff of fresh air will meet them. But it doesn't. And coughing now, sputtering, becoming weak, the sun fully behind them. I crouch down and eventually crawl on my belly. I, I imagine even like pushing mounds of dirt out of my way to, to try to expand the opening. Yeah, totally. Fresh, almost wet soil. It's stuck between your fingers. And as you're pushing this dirt away... You catch on flesh. You feel a brush of something move. Where before the dirt, it maybe just felt like the world was against you and it was all in your head. Now you actually feel something underneath it. And it grabs your hand. Did you make a ruin roll for me? It's just a single dark die, right? Yeah. That's a six. Your rune will go up. You're at four, right? I'm five now. Yeah. I think this only makes sense. The, the oppressive darkness of this place, the lack of that lazy sun that was giving you so much energy before, you start to feel like a husk of yourself. And that brush with that human flesh seems to take the last humanity almost out of you. I imagine I panic. It gives me a it gives me a weird burst and I scrabble forward, deeper and deeper into the mausoleum. I I have nowhere to go but forward. But it catches up with me. What goes through your head when you finally reach the other side of this crawling? You spill out head over ass onto the ground as these oppressive silence of being basically at the what feels like the center of the earth you hear nothing you see nothing I crash to the ground in a heap and all I can think about is what we're here for we're here for treasure and I begin scrabbling around my bruised knees and arms covered in dirt and I begin scratching at everything around me hoping to hear that clang of gold and you scratch and you scratch you look you follow empty tunnels down but from the position you're in you find nothing I think we get a semblance of like time elapsing from your perspective Vero it feels like an eternity but I think that's just because of where we are and this deadened blackness surrounding you 
when you stay there. The light seems to go from everything, even your eyes. For a long time, as you sit and you wait, tired from wandering the halls, nothing happens. But you remember that hand that touched you when you were crawling through the dirt. Eventually, those hands begin to break away at the earth as many bodies come up out. Residents of the afterlife, they wait for you. These people, the same people, with their eyes glazed over white, and their scars of a single lie across their forehead. Breathe heavy, ragged breaths. They implore you to do something speechlessly, and you do not understand, Vero, but they are persistent. They seem to close in around you, and when you're most vulnerable, it feels like they're inside of your mind, but they never harm you. They just wait for you to do something. Yeg, you have gotten away. You could be free. This and everyone, if only you could remember how to get out of here. How you got here in the first place, that would be great. You, I believe, still have the map, yes? I think so. But I also feel like wherever I am, I don't know how to orient myself on it. Absolutely not. King's balls, where am I? Like flipping the map around and trying to find landmarks and wander around a little bit through the forest. As you wander for a moment or two, eventually you stop by a tree carved with the face of a child and an eye opens. Oh, I take a dagger out and jam it into it, leave that dagger there, and then at least I now kind of know where I am. <laughs> or at least I think I know where I am. You leave that dagger in, and as you let go of it, the eye massages slowly in its wooded socket. It begins with its, you know, the lips of itself to eat the dagger. I'd like you to make a ruin roll for me. Cool. This is just rolling a dark die, right? Yep. One. Nice. So my ruin does not go up. I'm still at four. The eye swallows holier dagger that you stuck inside of it. Hope you like the taste of iron. And I spit at its roots. You seem... Ah! <laughs> lost. You can speak... Of course, I can speak. What were you hoping to find here, young one? Treasure. What else? I like treasure. It's nice. My sons, they like treasure too. Hoard it often. You know, treasure is the center of the soul, they say. Wouldn't know. Well, I think there's a real opportunity here for you. 
to make some gold. If you're willing to help me, you see, I was lost in a dream, became lost in some sort of dream. So did my son. And I would very much like to help us find our way out of the dream. What do you need done? No, you see, I need you to find the truth. You must find a certain body. Only there will you truly be able to find what dreams are made of the greatest treasure. How do you find a dream? What do you mean? You'll have to find the original body. My original body. That will help me fully resurrect my son. Yes. That flaming axe swinging monster is my son. But you don't care about that, do you? Where is this person? All you've got to do is go to the mausoleum and find your friend who right now is in grave danger. Fine, I'll help you. But I need a back way toward the mausoleum. A back door I can provide. <laughs> Good luck. In an instant, in a snap of fingers that you can't see, you are engulfed in flames. And the blackness that surrounded Vero now surrounds you. Where for a moment you were so invigorated by the heat and light of burning. You feel the cold. You are within the mausoleum. Devil's tongue. Vero! Sister's blood, Vero, where are you? It's Yag! Where are you? Sorry. My distraction failed, but I'm here now. Yeg, you find Vero crumpled up upon the floor. You don't notice all of the bodies around you standing over him. I've got you, Vero. Come on, we need to go deeper into this place. I'm supposed to be looking for someone. It's our way out. This place is... strange. But I guess I don't need to tell you that. You two press on, looking for treasure. Yeg, you finally find a room, and it's promising. There appears to be idols on either side of it. The room is carved with intricate signs. And there must be treasure here. There must be treasure. 
There is an altar. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to come and look at this body. This is the treasure. (laughs) I just see a body on a table. (laughs) I need to sit down yet. Look around. As you look at this body, you notice it looks very familiar. It looks something like yours. There's a bow down by the feet. Weapons to carry into the afterlife. But as you look at the jawline and the skull itself, it looks back at you. And then you are greeted with a vision. You see Vero stab you through the skull. <laughs> a sacrifice as you writhe and die and are given as a sacrifice. You watch Vero crawl out of the tomb, make their way out of the forest. They leave behind everything, this whole world. You see Vero become exactly who they wanted to be. You watch their love and their life exist before them as at the same time you rot. You rot away. You were the price they had to pay and they paid it. I think snapping like out of this vision, <clears throat> Yeg like takes a couple of steps back and then sits down kind of half involuntarily right next to Vero. <clears throat> Vero's like half sleeping. Their their skin like ashy and almost flaking off. What? You look like hell, Vero. I feel great. Push myself up to my feet and kind of wobble. What treasures have we found? Stumble my way over toward the, the slab. <laughs> the only treasure worth a damn gold <laughs> no Vero take the torch start heading out of here I'll gather what we need and meet up with you <laughs> are you sure I'm sure go okay what are you doing? What are you ga- what are you gathering? <laughs> Whatever I can scrounge in here. Come on. You need to get out of here or you're not going to be able to. As you're like pushing me toward the exit, um Vero is like kind of confused and just begins crawling through the corridor. Vero begins crawling through the corridor. Yeg. You see them in the fading light of the torch that crawls back through the tunnel. They are on every side of you when they point at you. What do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh kick this skeleton off of its altar, sarcophagus, whatever it is. Sit down on the side of it, pull the ritual dagger out. Hey, back off. Yeah, they they stop. They were they were approaching, but they they do stop. That's what I thought. And I lay down on the altar and hold the dagger above myself. 
Which is tit. And I shoved the ritual dagger into my eye. That happens. Vero, you are able to escape. The cracks of light that shine through, you dig through the rocks of the collapsed end door. You are able to find your way out. Providence, maybe. Luck, maybe. You escape with your life intact for now. Yig, you are a breeding ground of life for an ancient god king. And just know that everything that happened to you, it was inconsequential. You were a step forward of his great, great plan. And he thanks you. So Vero escaping into the sunlight of the forest. And as soon as the sun touches their skin, it's like an injection of amphetamines. It's like life again. And I walk what feels like 30 paces away from the church and I'm on the outskirts of the forest. Just gone. Not even me, the DM. <laughs> this forest will claim each of us. Zach, Zach literally is going to die by the end of this just, game. I'm just picturing him covered in like a shrubbery. Like, no, the forest has claimed me. <laughs> the quiet, two, the, quiet. The, I'm a leaf now. <laughs> I just look up and there's a fucking bush in my back room. Oh, weird. <laughs>